Edgar, I'm going to say that you are, if we're just ready to jump into it, Edgar, I'm going to say that you are taking a nap. You're asleep for right now. Yeah. Elliot and Cassio, you two are more than welcome to do anything you want. You can also rest if you just wanted to, like, hang out um, uh, until Edgar gets up. But you two are, you know, what are you doing? Um, so did I, I remember I grabbed one of the books that I got. Did I grab the one that talked about hags? You grabbed both of them. You grabbed, both of them, okay. um, yeah, you grabbed like that, the economy of souls sort of, um, uh, a book about just like how souls are sold, uh, are souls, souls right. are sold in, in hell. And then you also grabbed like the monster manual one in there. All right. Uh, I think I want to, if I can, I want to read to try and find out more about hags. Yeah. So you, you start scrolling through. You also notice like, Again, I think I mentioned this last time, but there's like really nice calligraphy in here that's just sort of like written in the in the margins. Um, someone's obviously been doing a little bit of um, research on this as well. Uh, it's just a bunch of different sort of like colored pens and pencils um, that have made nice work of making notes and, and making references to other things. Last time you found out. So there's a little bit of general information about hags that you find out in here. Um, three kinds, which we which we talked about last time, night hags, sea hags, and green hags. They don't have to come in threes, um, but they, uh, if they're forming, if there's a coven, they will have uh, formed at least three hags together. The, you find a little bit about some abilities for each of them. So the night hag um, generally deals in the ethereal realm. All of them can transform into different things, so you wouldn't necessarily know what they look like. Um, but the night hag generally deals in the ethereal realm. There's things to do with like visions and nightmares that the night hag has control over. Um, you also have uh, the sea hag with its like horrifying physical descriptions that are given within in this book. Um, it's got this mottled skin that's got all these pustules, blue, greenish slime sort of flowing off of its body. It's got rotten teeth all the way back through its through its head, um, and that sea hag has some some kind of uh, effect on people and the things that it wants to frighten. Uh, it's got something to do with its eyes, uh, you you know, sort of in this that 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 the book is talking about. And then the green hag is uh, talking about the green hag is is generally like the the leader of the the coven and of of the um, of, of the, the hag. Of the bunch of the organization, you know them well. And um, the green hag operates with a hag eye. That's something that is talked about quite a bit in the um, in the in the monster manual. There's there's references to the hag eye being sort of this all seeing um, ability for the green hag, which is how it finds out its find out its information and, and uses it to ensnare people and cause just generally nefarious things. Um, so that's what you find out about hags. There's also a section, like, right at the bottom of one of the sections, it's like, and we're going to go into the weaknesses next section, and, like, you can see that those pages have been, like, very carefully ripped out, um, like, you know, two or three pages of what would be the weaknesses of each of these, um, each of these monsters. So those pages have gone somewhere else. They're not, they're not here in this book. Hmm. You do also find the um, information on the methods, as we were talking about last time, too. So you 
are reading through and like one of the sections where it says underlings for these hags, one of the possibilities is a method. I mean, the method are just sort of amorphous beings that come in various different types. There's like smoke and steam and ice that you had seen. And then there are also lava and uh, uh, I don't know, like dust and other things like that. So it's, it's all these sort of things that can be kind of amorphous. Um you know that the ice method had been destroyed. And mm-hmm. the methods, um, they cannot, they can be broken apart, but they cannot be destroyed by regular means. They have to be destroyed by some kind of, uh, like what would make sense for their um, particular element, essentially. So like the steam method in underneath its weaknesses, it says uh, the steam method. Uh, condensation. If the temperature cools rapidly, the steam method will condense condense into a corporeal body, becoming grounded and slow. Um, you can also hit it with a gust of wind strong enough to cause the steam method to burst apart, as if it were to like go out of a window or something like that. Like it has to be thrown out into the air in a in a violent manner, um, so that it can't pull itself back together. Um, the smoke method in there as well. Um, one of its weaknesses is titled the ice bucket challenge. Dumping water on the method will cause its internal fire to extinguish, creating a disgusting corporeal form that's defenseless. Um, so those are the two weaknesses. It doesn't seem like anyone has written about them. Uh, like there's no calligraphy around them. It's mostly centered around the hags. Um, and actually around, uh, a hodag. There's a little bit of like question marks in there as well. Um, but nothing, nothing has been like further explored in the hodag. Okay. Um, yeah. So that is the smoke and steam methods. There are a few attacks. They have claws. They have uh, breath that can be painful. And when they, um, uh, when in certain cases they can explode themselves to to cause damage. Um, and that that you find out a lot of information. It seems like this was a, a really sought after book, which is why some of the pages are missing. I'm sure. Uh, okay. Do the notes in the margins have any relevant information? Or are they helpful at all? No, they're just um, they're just like oh, uh, they seem to actually have connections to other fiends and other like monsters, as if like there's a catalog that this person is operating from. Like oh, like this is related to this, and if I do this here, like connected to this kind of fiend, um, uh, I'm just sort of drawing conclusions based upon both of those. But there's nothing where it's saying like this is a particular weakness or this is a particular strength of, of, of the hag or of the methods in the margins or of the hodag or anything like that. Just sort of connected to, to many different things. Cool. Cool, cool. Cassio, what are you getting up to? Um, Cassio is laying on the couch with his shoes on, like feet up on the couch, yeah. uh, peeling an orange. Nice. <laughs> he, Hell yeah. He's really trying to get do the thing where you get it all in one peel. Um, yeah. But how he, many? He ends up getting it in four, but he's still really proud of that. Okay. How many oranges does he have? This is his last one. His he last only brought one. Um. For the whole trip. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you? Uh, is he eating it after? Or is it just like peeling and? Yeah. No, he's gonna eat it. Okay, cool. It's not just he's not just discarding the rinds. <laughs> he actually discards the orange. The orange, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no. Was, he, was the he, only he, thing no. was the only thing in his fanny pack a gun, a natty and one orange. <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> <Some gun ducks. laughs> 
the nunchucks are in the back pocket. But yeah. So I'm going to say that Cassio's peeling oranges, taking his sweet time. Um, Elliot's reading through these book, uh, this book. Time, some time passes. Edgar, you wake up from your short nap. It's, you know, it's an hour, it's two hours. Um, nothing. You've just sort of like come out of your stupor and you, I think, are back at full health at this point, but you are no longer passed out. As you come to, actually, a knock raps on the door, um, and you hear Brooklyn's voice from outside just being like, Hello, uh, I need to talk to Elliot and Edgar. Uh, okay. One, sure, one minute. Uh, Edgar tries to get up, and it's just not working. Edgar, you've been shot. Let me do it. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing my pain. Uh, Elliot opens the door. Great. Uh, Brooklyn steps in. She uh, says, hello, Cassio, again. Um, I've, hey. I've been interviewing everybody else, but I, I missed you two earlier. I'm not entirely sure where you were. I was in the bathroom. I've been just napping here. Huh. You know, I was pretty distracted with the Tetris and all that, so uh, whatever. I was, I was kind of out of it. But I actually do need to know where you were last night. That's really the last, you due to the last people that I need to know that information. Last, uh, well, I believe I was uh, sleeping here all last night. I was, um, well, I would believe I was with uh, Miss Moon in the um, fossil room and then uh, returned to my room for uh, this first slumber. And uh, that was my whereabouts for the night. And I believe I was with these fine gentlemen for the remainder of that time. Yes, that sounds about right to me. I um, I stayed here and mostly just read my books. Uh, I I went up to use the restroom at one point and I I fell um and slipped a, a disc in my back. So I'm in a bit of pain right now. So excuse me if I if I don't stand up. It's a pleasure to meet you. No problem. I'm sorry to hear about your back. That sucks. It's okay. You know. Kind of young to be slipping a disc. (laughs) Well, that's all well and good. Um, Do you have any connection to Clint at all? Were you, did you know him before this trip at all? Uh, I I didn't know him beforehand. We had a discussion the night before he died. um, What did you talk about? I noticed he was reading some book. I believe it was Hades' favorites, and we got into a discussion about the paranormal. It's kind of a, a fun little area of subject uh, that I like to study, but not much more than that. Um, and then I, I shared a drink with him later that night where we talked some more and went to bed. Interesting. She writes down just a few little notes in her in her notepad. Um, well, that's basically all I have. Uh it doesn't seem like this this is sort of an open and shut case um as we were looking through Clint's journal it turns out he was in massive debt um from that app business that he launched so and all of the trinkets and do that that he kept buying with the oil money that was drying up so we assume that this is some kind of suicide um okay. actually we're going to have a meeting down in the bar uh right now if if you want to follow me everyone has has made it there probably at this point we're just waiting on you, but I needed to talk to you two first. So well, if you join me, uh, I'm going to head down to the bar. And she yep. turns and leaves. Uh, be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Now, uh, gentlemen, before we head down, uh, before we join the uh, gathering, uh, I've been reading this book here. Uh, it talks about supernatural beings. Um, seems, uh, I, I, believe, I have reason to believe that uh, based on the information we're in and also the, uh, what the uh, recently deceased Clint was trying to write on the wall in, uh, in his own blood, uh, that we may be dealing with a hag situation here. Uh, believe it is they come in groups of three, which the uh, suspicious uh, passengers down in the is the number is the number that they are in. And I uh, well, and it seems they are also capable of summoning methods, which the um, the little uh, gooblers we dealt with before were. Anyway, uh, just, you know, keep your eyes out. Interesting. Where did you find that book? Oh, well, in the, the library. That's, uh, that's where books live. Oh, yes, I suppose it's a fair point. It. It's kind of odd that this library has so many on-topic books for the supernatural. Cast your ripsticks away to the bar. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Is everybody um, else heading to the bar? Yeah, I'll follow him. Yeah. Great. Um, and yeah, just to make it clear, um, Edgar, you do you're not you actually don't have a slipped disc, right? Like, I mean, you you yeah, are just sort of more sore than anything else. Yeah, there's a, a reason I'm moving so slow and, like, stiff. I don't actually have a slipped disc. Just a cover right. story. Right, gotcha. Um, For getting shot. Sure I guess no one heard the gunshot, huh? Well, uh, I did. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're all the when you shot that gun, you were all the way in the in the uh, cargo hold, which is uh, pretty far in terms okay. of the the train cars, and and it's still moving. So there's quite a li- a, b- a bunch of noise. Um, gotcha. So you head into the bar. Everyone is in there. Um, it, they're sort of paired off in a in a couple of different groups. You've got. <laughs> Um, Sarah Jensen, Jack Davies, and Huey Blonigan are sitting together at sort of one end. Um, Gabe and Evelyn are sitting together. Evelyn is covered in soot and coal. She's obviously just been like sweating, like she was just shoveling like the massive amounts of coal to keep this train running. Gabe is sitting there sort of uh, moping and depressed as he usually does. The Beckers are sitting in a little booth off to the right. So you have the, let me actually pull up the, the map for you. They're sitting off in a booth on the right while uh, everyone else is at the bar. They're sort of a little bit further away. We've also got uh, Moon by herself sitting, just uh, chilling at like a, a stool sort of at the front of the bar. And then the Hag siblings are also sitting together in another booth. Um, Sorry, the what? The, never mind. The, you know what I mean. The, the <laughs> sibling. Totally I mean, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. Forget that I said it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> The siblings, who are very similar to monsters described in this plot point, uh, are sitting together in a booth. And they are just chilling, talking, hanging out. Um, We've got Brooklyn and... uh, Let's see, who else is at the bar? Brooklyn is at the bar as well. She's sort of, like, controlling the room. So, you three walk in, you take a seat. Brooklyn says to everyone, All right, everybody, we... um, So... The, the the murder, as it turns out, was more of a suicide. Um, Clint was in massive debt, uh, and it just seems like he 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 ended his own life. So I'm sorry for all of the the terror and the horror um, that has bestowed been bestowed upon you for this trip. But um, that seems like what what the deal is. So for the plan for right now is we're going to leave the windows open in Clint's car. Um, because it's quite cold, and we're just going to cover him up with some cloth, 
and hopefully that will delay the decay of the body for long enough that it won't stink too much by the time we get to um, Vancouver. So that's the plan right now. Um, I will be in charge of that so no one has to deal with a dead body. Uh, please go about your business. There's nothing more I need from you. But, um, yeah. Any questions? And, and everyone's just sort of talking. Um, Sarah actually says to Brooklyn, like, what about the dream that everybody had? Um, and Brooklyn says, yeah, that was weird for sure. But I don't know. I'll just chalk it up to the Northern Lights or something like that. Everybody, it seems like everybody here had the same sort of weird dream about Clint, but... What kind Aurora of Borealis. I'm not yeah. a, I'm not at a this time of year. <laughs> in this in this particular uh well, guys, it's entirely within your dreams. <laughs> Can I see it? So Brooklyn, no. Brooklyn goes off to deal with the dead body. Everyone is just now mingling and hanging out. Some people are heading to different locations. Lucius heads to the library and Dolores heads to uh, what looks like in that direction, maybe like the bestiary or something like that. Um, Sarah and Jack and Huey are sitting at the corner of the bar, just freaking talking up a storm chatterbugs over there. The Beckers are eating some dinner, just having a nice family dinner. They seem to have calmed down a little bit. Um, Moon is just by herself. Uh, she's grabbing a drink. Not for long. Gabe. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that's what everybody's up to. Um, what do our three intrepid heroes do? Cassia would like to get a beer. Great. Gabe is like, my man, let's have a little celebration. Hear me, bro. And he he hits you with like a nice big 40, um, pulls it out from like the back of the freezer and he's like, or of the fridge, and he's like, here you go, buddy, on the house. Hey, they always are. (laughs) No, this one is this one is just on the house. Cheers, bro. And then he he cracks it and walks away. (laughs) Okay. How does he crack it open? Is there any does he Uh, have is it a can or a bottle? It's a bottle. It's a bottle. He puts the edge of it on the bar and then slams it down with his hand on top, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Gabe like puts his hands in his in his his head in his hands and he's like, oh it definitely like dings the bar up. Uh, I'm gonna have to fix that. Cool. Cassio's drinking a little bit. Yeah. Um I think that um Edgar's just gonna sit down and can he like order a sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wants like one moment of peace. What's, yeah. what's Edgar's go-to sandwich? Um, It's probably like, uh, what's something that like non-picky people eat? It's probably like a, a, a simple BLT. That... At... <laughs> Amazing. The... I don't, just the, the build-up for that is something that non- <laughs> Non-picky people eat. Oh, oh, hold on. The, the exotic BLT. <laughs> With I've mayo. Never, <laughs> I've never had either of those things, so... What? <laughs> whatever, y'all. Yeah, I've never had mayo. I've never had a BLT. What? Are you talking about Taylor or Edgar? Taylor. Edgar. What the fuck? <laughs> you eat some yeah, Edgar's refined. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you've never had mayo? I just... Never, it's never entered this bod. I've never had. You're not missing much. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, that's whipped egg. I know it's a common take to be like, ew, mayo, but like, I don't know. You got some dry ass sandwiches without it. For real. That's why I don't have BLTs. 
Anyway, so moving on. on my list. Um, Gabe looks at you, Edgar sitting uh, patiently waiting for his attention, and he says, uh, what can I get you? What do you need? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I was just looking at the menu. Um, <laughs> could I... Could, yeah, go for it. Could I get your finest bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich with... <laughs> do you just have... Can I just have, like, a, a glass of ice water? Honestly, sure. that would be so good. Right? Thank you. No, no problem. I'll, I'll You want to charge it to the room? Uh, Yeah, put it on Casio's tab. Okay, good. Yeah, that one's a pretty big one. Yep. <laughs> what are you he goes do? over. He starts making it. He's chopping up the lettuce and tomato and, and the bread. He's putting it all together. Um, it takes him a few minutes, but he comes back with a phenomenal. I mean, Gabe is a fantastic cook, and he comes back with a great, one of the best BLTs you've ever had in your life. I'm in a nice, sexy cup of glass of, of ice water. It's just Hell yes. Gorgeous. I'm going to take your word that that's a good BLT because I have no point of reference. <laughs> <laughs> the mayo is a chef's kiss. Good. Ooh. Homemade. Homemade, oh. yeah. He's got like an emulsion blender in the background, and he's like, he's doing the whole thing with like the oil and the egg all together. Oh my god! With the salt, like doing kind of like salt from way above as he's seasoning it all. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Gabe does that. Edgar's enjoying his sandwich. Elliot, what are you up to? Elliot's going over to sit next to Moon. Elliot, what's up? Hey, uh, is the seat taken? He gestures to the clearly empty seat next to her. Uh, no, <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> so right, he sits yeah. down. Uh, so, uh, how you holding up, all things considered? Um, I'm pretty good. I mean, as a park ranger, sometimes you see crazy stuff. So I, you know, I've seen, I've seen some wild things before, but I never really expected my vacation to look like this for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gotta say it was looking for a, Nice break from the office, but uh, this isn't exactly what I had in mind. You can see on her, she's been drinking like some sort of uh, mojito or something like that. And on her cocktail napkin, she's written down some notes. She's just been like doodling and stuff like that. And it's the same handwriting that you saw. Okay. In uh, the book. I, had a, I had a whole plan. Cool. All right. Make it easy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know she's been in the library a lot. Read anything good lately? Oh, um... Yeah, you know, I've just been just on some, like, animals, some, like, nature stuff. Yeah, any anything particular? I don't mean to, I don't mean to pry, but, uh, you know, I've been doing some reading myself, and, uh, you know, curious what you've, what you've uncovered. Well, I, um, yeah, I don't know. I was actually reading, there was, a, like, a little bit about the hodag in one of the books that I was reading, and I was thinking about you, but, um... I don't know. I've just been reading some stuff on. There's like such a weird, like restricted section in the library. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Why do they even have that if you're not allowed to go in it? No, it's like so spooky. It's really weird. But I was just checking that out, and there was just some stuff in there about, um, I don't know, like all these, I don't know, like demons or hags and all. You know, like hags. Uh, no, I. Um, well, yes, there were some in there actually. Now that you say it, but um, I don't know. I was just skimming through. Now, can't help but notice, I, uh, I found a book on eggs, too, but I was uh, unfortunately missing some of the pages. Now, did you run into that same problem? Um, I, I did. Someone had taken out the pages before I could get to them. 
That's is stunned. there any role I can make to try and figure out if she's telling the truth? You can roll like what is being you can roll for investigate a mystery. And I'll remind you, you that that plus one uh holding that you, you right. got the first session. Um and there is like what is being concealed here is the only one that would sort of fit this scenario. Yeah. Um yeah, but I'm I'm just investigating mystery, right? Yeah, you're just investigating yeah. mystery. All right. Let's roll. Nine mixed success. Great. So uh you hold one so you can ask your one question. Yeah. What is being concealed here? Great. So Moon has something to do with this whole thing. Um she clearly knows about the book and about the hags. Like she's she's having a hard time keeping it under wraps. Um All right. been sort of like mentioning it and and um uh but yeah, she she knows something about like this whole situation. Look, Moon, I uh You know, I know you don't know me, and I don't know you, but um, I'm on your side here. I uh, I would like, in, I believe that there is a very real threat to the good people on this train, and if there's a way for me to stop it, I would like to find that. And uh, if there's anything at all you can do to help me out here, uh, because I really do enjoy your company, and I'd be... Fairly disappointed, uh, more than fairly, if you were to meet an unfortunate end here. And I just, I would like to do everything in my power to help out you and myself and all the other good people here. So if there's any anything at all you know, that would that would be very beneficial to us all. Okay, I'm not super good at lying. So clearly you have seen something or know something, but um, we can't. We can't talk here, and we can't talk right now. Um, if you can meet me in my room later tonight, I can explain everything. Ooh, oh, boy. All right. I okay. can live with that. Yeah. It's like 7 o'clock right now. Like, it's it's around dinner time. Um, she she tells you 10 o'clock, okay? And I'll 10 o'clock. It's a date. Well, it's not. It's not it's, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, it's the date. It's the time that we're meeting. Right. So you would it's say it's the time. Yeah. Well, that yeah. seems. No one says that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause... Anyway, goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Great. She goes. She's like nursing her drink. She's kind of. Uh, it seems like that had thrown her off a little bit, and she's now mulling over some things. Cassio is gonna ripstick back to the room with his forty, but on the way there, he's gonna his ripstick's going to get caught on something and just stop, and he's going to get launched off the front of him as it crashes. Um, and it actually happens that that thing that stops him in his tracks is important and useful and relevant to the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the mundane, um, I can... Oh, that shit. Happen. That actually oh is the fucking thing that you can fucking do. God damn it. <laughs> You just you just like suddenly create a clue or a plot point. Oh my god! All right, hold on. Let me look at my. I was like looking at your guys's moves beforehand, and I was like, I just like scrolled past that one because I was like, whatever. Like that's not good. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So you're you're heading back to your room, right? Yeah. Cool. Pa 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 pa. 
This is my favorite ability. This is, this is what made me be like, oh yeah, I'm playing this class. Incredible. Okay, I'm going to say... <laughs> okay. You're traveling on your on your ripstick. It's going pretty quick. I mean, you're hucking it through these through these hallways. Are you on like any of the ceilings or anything like that? Like, are you doing the ability where you can run? Um, yeah, he's kind of just cruising like back and forth between floor, wall, ceiling. Like, he's right. going all over. So as as you are heading up to the ceiling from the wall, so you're already on the wall and you're sort of like doing that little loop de loop thing. You get caught. It's almost like you you hit a pebble. Um, you roll on something, and you notice that um, there's a gust of like hot steam around you as you fall, and this um, eye, this gigantic eye on a on a like a wooden chain, falls off. Um, it's on a, it's a it's a necklace. It's like this huge sort of gross bulbous eye, and it falls off and it rolls along the floor. You also feel this steam, like whatever this warm air around you is rushing towards that um, eye. I want to grab it be- quickly before the steam gets to it. Great. I'm going to need you to act under pressure. Cool. And let's see. Can you, what do you use for it? Oh, cool. It's a, oh, it's actually cool. I was just saying the word cool, but. <laughs> it is actually cool, yeah. Um. Five. All right. Well, I leveled up. Nice. Wow. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let me see. I I have to really like write down like what what happens when you guys fail. Um, but for this instance, I'm going to say that uh, you don't get the you you see this and you like as Elliot was sort of um, like boringly reading through this book, maybe out loud. He's like. Oh, Haggai. Oh, we got... You recognize this as the Haggai as you get there. But the the steam wind, as you see it hit, it disappears. So you know that this Haggai is there. You know that it can be taken away from whatever this thing is. Um, and you feel the uh, steam pass by you in the other direction. Like it's heading back towards the bar, away from your room, um, moving down the, the length of the... Um, down the length of the, the train. Is it moving like incredibly quickly? Like, could I chase it and keep up with it, or is it just gone? With your ripstick, you could chase it. All right, I'm gonna follow it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm gonna say it's moving really quickly, so I'm just gonna need another act under pressure for you. Sure. Um, and like I- you're you're moving through like this is moving fast enough that like you, <laughs> if if you make it, you know, you're blasting through these doors and like through you know the bar full of crowded yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, actually, because I just leveled up, I now have a plus two to cool. Fuck yeah. There you Ooh. go. So fucking cool. Perfect. Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you do what you said. So you can like, you have now seen this this form of this method that's being pulled through the bar um, and, and sort of like heading through the rest of the train. And it's kind of like tr- uh, just ahead of you as you like kick on your ripstick. It says to your brain like, master, let's ride. And you like 
slam through these doors and you fly through the bar. Oh, um, Cassio's got his gun out, so he's holding it out, like yeah. pointed at the steam, rip sticking down the halls past everybody in the bar. Like <laughs> incredible. So everyone in the bar is kind of like just chilling, like they don't even really see you go by. It's kind of one of those scenes where everyone has their heads down and they're all talking. All the chatty Cathy's are in the corner and they're just like gabbing it up so they don't even notice. Um, the Beckers are paying attention. Their kids are climbing everywhere. You've got Moon, who's like absorbed in her drink, thinking about things, and Gabe, who's fixing up something so his back is turned. And in this scene, Cassio like flies through with his gun in his hands, like three feet off of the floor, like get the f- I'll fucking get you. <laughs> As you see this like steam, and you can kind of see the like the eye is coming in and out of like invisibility with this method and its eyes. Um, and its claws and sort of its whole sort of amorphous form as it's as it's blasting through. But you guys, I'm on a ten. Let's see how far you make it. Um, you're definitely gonna like catch up to the thing, but I want to know. I'm gonna say it goes to the uh, the tea house, um, and it goes to the. You go into the first level. Um, you're not entirely sure where it goes, but you know that it's stopped in here. It's not anywhere else. Okay. So you blast um, the library and you get to the tea house. But there are two levels here, just so you know. So next question is, I know that Elliot earlier was reading about the weaknesses of the various methods. Um, and I'm trying to remember how much of that was relayed to Edgar and myself. Elliot didn't. Oh, about the methods. Um, yeah, a lot of that. I mean, he was just I'm going to say he was reading it out loud. And you as you were like slowly peeling your orange, trying to get it like picture perfect. Mm, took him okay. like an hour and a half to do that and he's just sort of <laughs> on in the background so you absorbed it just sort of by um miasma but um the steam method if the temperature cools rapidly the steam method will condense right. so i want to start cold. opening up all the windows around. right and that's great because the um the tea house has a ton of windows it's like it's sort of like an observation deck style thing so you just sort of go around like pop 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 opening up all the windows and the temperature drops rapidly in here um let me see if you need to roll for anything um no i'm gonna say yeah what's up i also i have an ability called don't worry i'll check it out and whenever i go off by myself to check something out right right spooky i get an experience point mark an experience point awesome Definitely. I, love, I, mean, you I are, love this class. <laughs> you're chasing a yeah, especially like if you've got <laughs> if you don't if you don't miss your rolls or anything like that, like you get experience like crazy. Um so anyway, as you as the, the like the temperature in here starts to cool down, um the there's a chandelier right in the middle of the room, right around here. It's hanging down from the top in between the two. Um the method you can see is clinging onto the top of the chandelier um as his body sort of he's like he's becoming much more slow um and grounded he can't fly anymore but he's hanging out on top of the chandelier is it an electric light bulb chandelier or is it like old timey with candles this is old. i'm gonna say old timey with candles yeah okay um i is how high up off the floor is it could i reach it if i went over to it this is to the chandelier no you can't reach it from where you are you could go up to the second floor um and it would be you know only about uh, like a, a five feet into the center of the room from one of these sort of booths in here. It's just okay. like it's hanging down from the top and you're, you know, you're almost that way. So if you were to get up to the second floor, you'd be five to 10 feet away from him. Okay, I want to head up there and take my nunchucks out and start beating the fuck out of this chandelier and to the method. <laughs> um, yeah, you, <clears throat> can you roll me, uh, 
Can you only kick some ass? Yeah, I can. Um, it's a tough check. Okay. Tough, yeah, but you might be able to... No, yeah, you do have to roll. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, you take your nunchucks. Um, oh, fuck, what is the health on this? So this, this method, he's like, hey, buddy, fucking chill, okay? I don't want any oh, fucking... I'm, I'm hitting him and, like, the candles, too, trying to knock oh, some of that Jesus out. fuck! Holy shit! Uh, he's fucking crazy! Um... <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, he's got yeah. Yeah. See, you hit him. Let me see if you. Let me see if you kill him outright. Uh, no, you don't. You you do get you do uh, on a ten plus. Okay, on a ten plus, you choose one extra effect though. You gain the advantage. Take plus one forward to give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, or you suffer less harm, or you force. Oh, I want to inflict terrible harm. Okay, you blow the steam method's brains out. Like it's steamy. Like it becomes this sort of like. This corporeal being with this um, eye wrapped around its neck um, in this like sort of a very like ancient woven sort of style of um, of necklace of like this wooden necklace. Um, and it's it's like, holy shit. No, please. I only I just barely started this job. I can't <laughs> afford to lose it. And you whip out your nunchucks. Wha-bam! Wha-bam! And it's like its brain explodes, its body falls limp and lifeless, and it crashes through the chandelier and falls down to the bottom of the first floor. Um, in this gross sort of like pile of condensed, it's almost like sweetened condensed milk. Like that's the consistency of it. Um, it's really nasty. <laughs> almost like. And the milk. eye is laying there. Right. Oh, now. I want to grab the eye. Great! You grab the eye. You pick it up. Um, it's huge. I mean, it's the size of. It's like bigger than your hand. It's almost like a like a softball. It's like that kind of size. Um, it was really hanging on this on this um, Mephit's neck. Okay. Um, I guess I want to go find Elliot now. Great. You head back over. Elliot, what are you doing since you and Moon stopped chatting? Um, I don't know. So just geographically, mm -hmm. what makes sense for me to have gone to have not seen that? Or maybe I did see that. I don't know. You saw me fly by on my ripstick. I yeah, did, I'm okay. gonna say that you, um, Edgar, uh, and Elliot, you two noticed, but this has happened so quickly that, like, by the time you got to, like, you could have barely gotten to the end of the dining car by the time this sort of has all happened, like with the nunchucks and all that stuff. Did you? Uh, okay, yes, I'll, I'll, I, I like run after them, but I'm assuming cool. I missed all of that. <clears throat> so I'm gonna say that you two can meet in the library. Uh, you're at the end of the library, Elliot. Edgar, are you going with them too? Yes, I will follow. Great. So you two, yeah, like basically in the span of, you know, a minute, Cassio flies through. You two both look at each other like, did we just both see that? And then you hear some pop, pop and you run into the library and, and Cassio is heading out of there holding his prize of the Haggai. Hey, nerds, I found this thing. What what happened? What is uh, it? You know, like a demon thing. I beat, I killed it. I killed you killed two, two of them now? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, you were like talking about this earlier, I think. I don't know. No, I I certainly was. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> you might you're just okay. Sure, shit, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> what does it what does it do? Don't ask. I don't me. know. You're like, hey, uh, Edgar, you're magic or something, right? Um. I'm yes, I guess. Can you way. do something with this? Uh, sure. And can I like look at it, maybe compare it with my notes and like sense what kind of magic it 
is or what it does. Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm gonna let okay. you. You can roll some weird. Uh, so I'll also cool? say, um, in the library, Lucius is chilling. Um, he's he's reading a book. Oh, he's here for this. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's here. He's like sitting in the <laughs> like, kind of oh. looking over at you guys, just like That's awkward. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you, you oh Jesus. You said you wanted me to roll weird? Yes, please roll weird. Oh, one second. Oh, okay. shit, 11. Goddamn, you guys are rolling great. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. Um, you know, you've got inflict harm, enchant a weapon, do one thing beyond human limitations, bar a place or portal, trap a specific person, banish a spirit, summon a monster, communicate with something that you do not share a language with, observe another place or time, and heal one harm from an injury. Hmm. Um... I... And that do like that do one thing that is beyond human limitations is sort of a catch-all. Um, yeah, you, maybe maybe do that just so it's like, like I said, I'm trying to figure out what this object is. Like, what does it do? Maybe maybe even find out like if there's any trace of who it belonged to. Sure. Yeah. You. So you. Um. You pull out your. You know. You put on your gloves. Um. Are they always on you, or do you like keep them tucked away? I'm always wearing them. Okay, cool. So you sort of just, you take out your hands with your, the gloves on. Um, holding this Haggai in your hands is huge again. Remember, it's the size of a softball. And as you start to feel like this magical connection between you and the eye, you, you gaze deeply into it. And that, um, it's got this like sort of smoky, purple, green, blue, sort of like different colors swirling inside of its iris. And all of a sudden that goes completely black. And the, um, the, the, uh, what is that called in the middle? Is that the iris in the middle? Whatever that, um, the yeah, black the, part of your eye. Yeah. yeah. The pupil. That, the pupil. Thank you. I don't know I can remember. The pupil sort of spreads out and covers the, the colors of the iris. Um, as you sort of sink into this, um, uh, you sink into this Haggai and you see like, like you see old, time you see hundreds of years ago and it's flashing images and you can see people in their villages getting murdered and slaughtered by these gigantic claws and gigantic hands um you can see people dropping dead from the fright of something shambling in the background you can see uh people going rigid like stone and falling to the floor um and it's also all within like this wilderness sort of thing it's not cities or anything like that it's all in these swamps and these um and these uh sort of uh remote lands um sort of terrorizing the 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 surrounding townspeople uh as you as you move through this the life of this hag's eye um because that's what i mean like you have now sort of come to that conclusion you know that it is like the owner of this is connect is uh, is nearby it has to be nearby um, and that's and what you get. You see the you see the history. Huh. Interesting. Um. And you also see like, like whoever has it is really protective of it. You can see it being handled very carefully. Um, in its uh, whenever it's brought back to its its master, which changes occasionally. Um. So yeah, you you can see that it's being like taken well care of. It's obviously important. Do when I'm looking through and I'm kind of seeing the history of this eye, does it show maybe any glimpses of the inside of the train, like maybe somebody's room or a piece of luggage, maybe not even like a full mm -hmm. memory? 
like you see you see the bestiary you see like like when it was new and fresh and like just being painted and you see people uh roaming around and milling around and it being like wow look at the dinosaur like crabs who knew they were so big um did you know birds couldn't fly at some point uh they uh yeah you see you see all of these and you see like a bunch of little kids like it's almost at kid height um roaming around the uh bestiary interesting all right i'll I'll kind of relay this to the rest of the group being like oh boy um well i i just saw the history of this eye through its own perspective and i think we might want to check out the bestiary it seems like there's something in there that could be important uh so what's what's lucia's doing during all this <laughs> I, yeah, I was also wondering because we definitely lied to uh to what was her name uh brooklyn brooklyn borsch yeah yeah because all she had to do was talk to to lucius and be like that's absolutely not what they were doing <laughs> <laughs> um lucius uh seems unfazed he actually gets up and walks over to you um and he says what do you got there wouldn't you like to know I would. That's why I came over. Um, I bet you would very much like to know what's going on hey, here. Listen, I'm trying to make peace. You guys fucked with me earlier, okay? Sorry. Does this thing look like an actual, like an actual eye, or is it? Yeah, like a- it looks. I mean, it looks like an actual eye. Um, it does. It could be like somebody's, uh, like some kind of, uh, not paper mache thing, but just like a uh, a stage production thing. Like it has, it has that quality of being so not like a human eye that it would just be taken for some right. kind of prop. All right. Um, I'll just say, oh, it's a, a project from one of my students, and I'll put it in my bag. Well, cool. I will, uh, I guess I'll leave you guys to it. It seems like you still a little bit ice cold about me. I don't know why, but um, anyway, I'll see you around, I guess. I'll see you maybe at the bar later. Uh, and he, he pops out of that room. Maybe you will, Lucius. I don't know why you're fucking targeting me. I didn't Maybe you will. Uh, great. He heads out of there. You have the, the hag eye in your possession. Awesome. Hell yeah. What, um, <laughs> what else do you guys do? That was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I say we just fucking book it for, uh, for the bestiary. Hell yeah. Y'all head to the bestiary. Um, let's get you over there. So it's nighttime now. Um, like it's, it's now, you know, like 830, like this whole, this, all these ordeals have like taken a little bit of time. Um, people are hanging out. You know that Dolores headed this way. She's no longer in here. Um, but you did sort of hear her like saying to Lucius and and Ralph that like, I'm going to head to the beast here. So, you know, just come grab me if you need me. Um, but she's nowhere in sight. Everything looks the same. It does look a little bit magical. I mean, there's, there's you know, all these bones in this fluorescent light, in this sort of purplish lighting for a little bit of spooky effect. So it's a little bit creepy in here for sure. Um, but there's nothing out of the ordinary necessarily. Um, Elliot, you did, you know where the bones are. I'm going to, I think they're up in this little corner here, but, um, Edgar and Cassio don't know that you have told them, but they don't know where those are as, um, just so, just so you guys are aware. But yeah, is there anything in particular that you are going to do here? 
I point out the bones to them. Cool. Yeah, so I think when those are pointed out, Edgar's going to go over by those bones and then sort of squat down and holding the eye in his hand, he's kind of scanning around and being like, okay, from what I saw, this is at the height of a child from the memory, so presumably what we're looking for would be you know, at this level. Right. So, as you're doing that, you know in Star Wars when, like, the the little um, like, version of, like, Princess Leia shows up on the, yeah. um, like, that sort of... You're my only <laughs> hope. Thing. Um... <laughs> You're moving the Is this Cassio or Ben? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me. I've never seen Star Wars, but you're my only dope. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression. <laughs> yeah. Um as you're as you're sort of scanning around these bones, there's this disruption in the air around the bones in this, like that have been placed in this. Um, in this dinosaur, in this fake sort of way. And it's the size of like, I don't know, three feet tall. It's definitely humanoid in nature. Amorphous again, there's no real features to it. In in all of your heads, you hear, um, why are you scared? And you can talk. Okay, well, that sure certainly didn't help. Don't be scared. I'm just a child. Yeah. Are you human? I was a human child, yes. What happened to you? They're back. I was eaten by one of them. My name's Jimmy Johns. Cassia <laughs> <laughs> starts laughing audibly. It was a very popular name at the time. <clears throat> What, the first name and last name? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of parents naming their kids Jimmy Johns back then. Please don't laugh. I've been trapped here for decades. You're the first oh. people I've talked to. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry, but I mean, come on. Outside of that little girl. What? What little girl? The little girl was wandering around. It... Oh wait! A minute. When, how a... recently did this happen? Why, just last night, Deirdre? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Cassio? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it must have been. Do you have anything for me? I are you looking for something? I really like chocolate. Oh, um, sure. We have some chocolate and. Edgar will just like pull something out from his bag. Probably something he got at, like the, the train station. Half eaten bar. You can see it reaches its like little um uh, little sort of what would be an arm and a hand that's just a string of this like magical sort of soul energy. Um doesn't have like any sort of uh, shape to the fingers or anything like that. It's just a little a pad that pops out and like places his hand for you to drop the chocolate into. Drop it. It falls right there. It falls to the floor. Oh. He, uh, you can see the shoulders, where the shoulders would be, start to sag on this ghost um, and start to just, like, move up and down rhythmically, starting to, and you can hear, like, it never works. Always. I just want chocolate. She gave me some last night. I couldn't do it either. 
Who who gave you chocolate? The little girl. And she got eaten? No, or, I don't think so. Oh, sorry, I'm confused. I got I I messed not messed up a little bit I, here. I was the one eaten. Brutally. What? I was what eaten savagely. You? Sorry? What ate you? Well, this large green monstrous thing. It was the first trip um, of the train. Do you know if you were the only child who, who was eaten on this train? So far as I know, I'm the only child in here, at least. I've never seen anybody else come out at night. Have you encountered the spirit of maybe an old uh, southern man? No, I haven't. Since last night, maybe. No, but there was. I've, I've. You can see the, the form starts to shrink a little bit. It's definitely scared. I don't know why they kept me here, but. I've seen her around. She's back. Seen her. Oh, the, the, the green hag? Everyone's back. The thing that stalks. The thing that's scary. It's getting more and progressively smaller. It's it's try it seems like it's trying to hide. Please. Please put my bones somewhere safe. And bring them back to my family in Montreal. I have to go. And as it says that, it starts to shrink back into the bones. Lost connection with the soul. Um, Cassio starts stuffing some bones into his shirt to bring back to his room stealthily. <laughs> Great. They feel like normal bones. I mean, they feel like gross little weird human bones, but yeah. <laughs> I hope he actually returns those and he's not like, sweet free bones. <laughs> <laughs> he said to help him. <laughs> he said to protect the bones. Through that conversation, it's it's uh ten fifteen now. Ten ten. Oh shit, I gotta go. I'm a little distracted. Um as you say that, each of you gets hit with a bullet. Another vision. Fuck. And each of you sees three separate things. Elliot, we'll go with yours first. You see Moon in her room. She's waiting, hanging out on her bed. She's reading a book. It's nighttime now. Everyone's sort of gone to sleep. Everything's quiet. She looks up. She says, Elliot? And then her face drops in fear. And you see in the reflection of her glasses. And you two, you three are also like, this is happening in an instant. Um, and you're, you're sort of paralyzed for this. You can't move or do anything. Like, you're just stuck. Um, but it only happens for an instant. You see in her glasses this reflection of a shambling blue humanoid with these disgusting features of pustules and slime with nasty rows of teeth leaving open and unhinging its jaw in sort of this shark-like manner. It's it's horribly repulsive. 
and it paralyzes her with fear, almost draining her of the will to live as you can see the glare, its deathly glare with its seaweed hair and mottling skin reaching deep into her soul and it's draining her life force. As it gets close to the end, as you can see that she's becoming completely drained, a gigantic purple claw in this ethereal sort of um, it's transparent in its own way, reaches out and swipes Moon's soul from her. You can see it ripped out of her as Moon goes completely rigid and falls back onto the bed. And as you see the soul being ripped out, Moon's, it gets put into this gigantic rucksack covered in these horrifying runes and depictions of villages burning and people being slaughtered red and purple and green streaks all over the bag and it gets stuffed in there and as it opens up you can hear the screams of other souls and people in there and you can hear a voice a southern voice say "I'd where the fuck am i and it gets stuffed right into it <laughs> closes off the the sounds of those souls sort of screaming in the in the darkness the other vision you see Brooklyn um, Cassio chilling in her room. She's off to bed. She's had a long day. She's been just been like interviewing everybody. And Brooklyn's getting ready for bed. She's actually sort of like Googling or she's trying to find out like what Tetris is. You can see that she doesn't have any uh, cell signal. She's like looking up like how to like be better at Tetris. <laughs> Strategy guides. Strategy guides <laughs> and all that stuff. And someone, a big green claw taps her on the shoulder. And as that happens, she turns around and she gets a hand placed right around her throat. And as that hand gets placed right around her throat, you can see this horrifying green miasma focus around it. It's like green and black, and it seems to suck out her life force as well. As it goes all the way in, sucking it out, and then that purple claw comes in again. And just before she's dead, swipes the soul away, puts it into her bag as well. And you can hear the screams of... Again, those people and Clint's uh, machinations going on down there. Finally, we're going to cut to Deirdre. And this one is happening in uh, your brain, Edgar. Um, Deirdre is actually, she is off in the, um, she's off in her bedroom. So she's on like the second bunk. Um, and no one, like her parents are down in the bottom ones. Her Milo is sleeping with her, uh, her mother, um, or Milo is sleeping with his mother and Deirdre is up on this top bunk. And you can kind of see it like almost slide like right over her as if you're looking down really close face to face. Um, and this purple claw reaches out and you actually hear this gravelly grating voice like, I know you saw me and now you have to go. And it reaches out and pulls out Deirdre's soul. And Deirdre's soul is so young and so pure. It takes a long time for this soul to come out. It's like heart-wrenching to see Deirdre's um, uh, features leave her body as she becomes rigid as well. And that soul gets stuffed into the bag. Um, those are the three visions you see. You snap out of them. It's only been a moment. Um, yeah, what do you three do? That's fucked. Yeah, I mean, Edgar's going to sprint you, off and try to find Deirdre. Great. As you go, you also hear screams coming from all of these, uh, like just sort of the general, like you can sort of hear them down in the train because um, 
everyone else has had these visions as well. So Edgar's sprinting down. Yeah, I mean, Cassio's heading to find Brooklyn because that's who he saw. Yeah, Elliot's going to Moonstrom. Cool. 